A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. The mindset here is malice. But before we get into that mindset, could you hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our first story with malice is by R. Thompson Poi, another doctor story. I've been reading stories of doctors committing malicious compliance to assist patients with their insurance claims. Here's a short and simple one of mine. A while back, I had some moles on my back that didn't really bother me, but my wife would always worry about. I went to the dermatologist who examined them and said, for now, these are benign. They're not really hurting anything. With her next words came the malicious compliance. So, as you told me, these moles are causing you pain when you wear a shirt. Isn't that right? I started to tell her that I had no such thing, but the look on her face made me stop. She said it again, more slowly and directly, and while looking me straight in the eye. And these moles are painful to you, isn't that right? I got it the second time and said yes. Okay, let's get out the liquid nitrogen and get rid of these. I'll make sure to note that they were causing you pain so that your insurance will fully cover the procedure. And they did. If you had a doctor who looked out for you like this doctor did, would you try to keep going to that doctor specifically for as long as you possibly could? Maybe even recommend them to anybody you can? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by More Guns Than Hands. Nobody can have a 5 out of 5 in all categories two years in a row. Mark him as a 4 out of 5. HR. These were the words my HR said to my manager when he put in my annual performance review for this past year. To explain a little background, I work in a niche part of research, agriculture. I'm good at my job, I do it well, and everywhere I've went, I've made myself extremely hard to replace. Basically, I'm good at what I do, and it reflects. My manager is very open with me. He's the most transparent manager I've ever had. In fact, he shares with me certain details that I'm not supposed to know, such as salary raises, bonuses, stupid things that HR says to him in an email. After another great year of research and proving myself invaluable, which not only included two raises, 25% salary bump altogether, a hefty bonus, title promotion, enrolled in a mentoring program, listed as an extremely high performer by upper management, and being put in charge of advancing several field technology advancement projects, basically incorporating new cutting-edge tech in the field of research, all the while attending college, company was sending me back for free, I figured I had killed it for the year. Reports were done and filed. Everything from safety to EHS to the I's being dotted and T's crossed was done. I could not have finished the year any better. Now this was the end of my second year at this job. During my first year review, I'd been marked as a 5 all around by my manager. There's something like 4 categories you can score in, impressing not only him but several of the upper management seat holders as well as the company VP. That's what led to my promotions and raises. This last annual review, my manager was having issues submitting my review. After some emails back and forth with HR, he explained to me that HR had just informed him that nobody can have a 5 out of 5 in all categories two years in a row, mark him as a 4 out of 5. This was the general synopsis of the email, so I did what I do best when I get petty. I asked my manager to forward me the email, informed him I was okay with the 4 out of 5 rating, and that I don't expect him to try to fight HR on it. Then let the process stew for a few weeks. 
After the reviews were finished and sent back, they were accompanied with AVIP projections for the next year, salary increases and bonuses, and what do you know, my percentages were marked lower because I'd gone from a 5 out of 5 to a 4 out of 5. Since the report made it seem that my performance had lacked this year from the last because of my score, even though my actual performance never suffered, I was put in a lower category of AVIP meaning less money for me, which wasn't going to fly. I put together all of the report, the email from HR, as well as the input from both my manager and my peers that are included in my review, and emailed it to my VP, Director of Marketing, and Director of R&D. With my manager and HR CC'd, I wrote, this is fairly summarized, due to the failure of the company to recognize my growth as an individual and mark me as slipping backwards on a progressional chart when it was obvious I had not, I will henceforth begin taking on only 80% or four-fifths of the current workload I have been assigned. I have been absolutely committed to the work and projects I've been assigned. In fact, getting my station ahead on audits, various projects, and coming under budget for the second year in a row seems to have been overlooked when due diligence was observed for my annual review. All due to the fact that an employee cannot be a 5 out of 5 twice in a row. I believe it to be absurd that this is how my performance is graded when I have had no complaints or issues from my peers customers or managers throughout the year in fact being told the exact opposite i will look forward to my performance review next year to see how hr determines my new score i sent this on a friday at 4 pm right before i left i got an email sunday evening from my vp with hrc seed stating that my review has been changed monday morning i had my new avip projections in my inbox Sometimes you gotta go to bat for yourself. Shout out to OP's manager here though. None of this would have been possible if that manager wasn't such an awesome person. Being honest with OP and saying, hey, HR has my hands tied here. Here's literally an email saying that I can't give you what you deserve. Just full on enabling OP with the firepower they need to properly go at bat for themselves. Our next story is by Effective Minute 4625 ID cards need to be shown at all times? No problem. So a few years ago, I was working IT support at a university that had several buildings clustered together around one campus, both teaching and for admin staff. As IT, I had access to all of them. And one of the locations was not owned by the university, but they'd rented a floor in the building. Now, most of the university buildings had the standard ID card that had to be swiped, or in some places where they had to be upgraded, it was touch. But in the rented building, you needed another card to get in the front door and into the lift, and then the uni ID card to get into the rooms. I had both, as did all the staff who worked in that building. Now, our IT team was big a local team per campus, and then a central IT team. In total, about 300 staff. We had a new IT security manager join, and right off the bat, she had an air of rudeness and superiority. Security manager was brought around to see us at our campus office, and she didn't talk to anyone, just the IT manager. Later that day, I was at the rented office where we needed two cards to get in. I knew the receptionist quite well and walked in with a monitor, She swiped me into the lift and also said security manager had been rude to her when she explained that the lift and floor selection both require you to use your card. 
Nothing pisses me off like people, especially managers, being rude to reception staff. So I go up and our floor has a corridor with doors at each end when you come out of the lift. Both have swipe access only. Now, security manager is standing with one of the doors open, talking to one of the office managers. So I walk up to her and ask if I can get through. Security manager says, no, show me your ID card first. Now bear in mind, I was literally introduced to her as being senior IT support less than two hours before this. I tell her it's in my pocket and I can't get it out right now, and I wouldn't even be able to get off of this floor without it. The lift reader is touch, so I basically twerked against it until it read it. Even though the office manager said, he's from IT, the security manager wanted to see my card. So I thought, forget it. While she watched, I went to the other end of the corridor, put down the monitor, swiped in, and took the monitor inside. Cue malicious compliance. Once I finished in there, I was leaving and heard security manager calling me from the other side of the office. But I just popped in my headphones and went. Downstairs, I stopped to chat to the receptionist for a minute. I got an email from my manager saying that security manager had just logged a ticket to have some network ports tested in the building I was in and if I could go back up. 20 seconds later, security manager comes down and berates me for having headphones and not hearing her when she called. Then she tells me to come with her to check the ports. I ask to see her ID card. She pulls it out, but it looks like it's a temporary one that's been issued to her instead of one with her name and picture. I tell her I can't verify who she is. At this point, she's staring daggers at me and telling me she just spoke to me upstairs and I tell her she could be anyone. She tells me that this will be reported to senior management and turns to go back up. But she only had her university-issued card, not the other building-issued card for the lift. You don't need a card to call the lift from your floor if you're coming to the ground floor. She is now seething and demanding I swipe into the lift so she can go back up. I tell her that I can't let unknown people into the office without authorization. She tries that with the receptionist who gives her the same answer. I see the security guard walking up, and I say goodbye to both of them, get my umbrella, and walk out. It's absolutely pouring, and security manager had to walk through that without her coat to the main building to call another manager to come back with her to get into the building. I met the receptionist a few days later, and we laughed our heads off about it. Honestly, this whole story isn't really anything about procedure or how the rules are rules. It's just about this person was a jerk to OP, so OP's just gonna return the favor and be a petty, malicious, complying jerk. Sorry, stranger. I can't just let you up there. I could lose my job. And our final story of the day is by Ancient Educator 76. We're only taking mobile orders right now. Okay, cool. I've taken on many assignments recently. Let's call the most recent a driver for Food Dude, where I deliver food to people who order. I pick up three orders, and towards the end of picking up the third order in a short time period, late at night, I decided that smelling all of the fast food got me hungry for a bite. I decided that, upon picking up the last one over an hour before closing, I wouldn't waste my time ordering my food while picking up my last mobile. Hot food matters, plus I know how this is to the drive through from experience, and decided I'd come back and order my own after I deliver. So I drive back to the fast food empire, and the drive through pipes in after a minute, and I say, yes, I'd like to order a... A rudely interrupting person says, we're only taking mobile orders right now. I explained to them that I was just here 10 minutes ago, and would have ordered then if I'd known. 
I drive for food, dude. As if this would somehow change their mind because it's a mobile order adjacent or something. Then I hear a bevy of people laughing and making random comments, while the main person talking repeatedly even more rudely. We're only taking mobile orders right now, with the background person saying, Oh, freak him, that's the guy who, before they disconnected the line. Enter malicious compliance. Well, luckily I have a hotspot. Thank you, first job. So I simply used my iPad to make an other food dude order through their location for quite the feast. I was only planning on getting a big nasty and some fries, but my order now consisted of coffee, fries, no salt, you know, some of the most annoying things to put together for an order. I also, while waiting in the drive-thru behind another bevy of cars, managed to change my name on the other Food Dude app as Jokeson Ulysses, which I know would, if it works like the Aloha system at my company, show up in their system as jokes on you. I also managed to pick up my own order, seeing where my address and where I was located was the closest one. I was very thankful for this, because there had to be three other mobile order drivers in line, any of which could have been linked with the same food delivery company. So here I go, finally inching up to the drive-thru as one of the most annoying looking people in the world, maybe I'm biased, but this dude's trying to bring back the mushroom cut, leans out way more than needed just to happily remind me, dude we're not making anything for you, it's mo- my turn to interrupt. I say, oh, it's under Jokison, which I pronounced Jokison like it was an actual name. I just picked up the order in line, like right now. So he huffs away, and they take an insanely long time making it, to the point I feel bad because they didn't have me pull around while three other cars were behind me. I even asked, hey, do you want me to pull around? I'm happy to wait. They just scowled and went back to making the order. They finally hand out all of the things, drinks first, and I start ripping into the items in front of them as I shift into gear. The slow realization of what just happened appeared on their faces, and I regret that I only got to see it out of the corner of my eye. I don't even understand what's the point of making it mobile order only. Like, when it's really close to closing time, is there not enough people to man the drive through line? Clearly there was enough for somebody to pop on to say, mobile orders only. And also, the downside is ordering through a food delivery app like that, there's probably anywhere from like a 5 to $10 markup on that. So while it was fun to stick it to them and get that whole jokes on you punch in there, it probably didn't feel very great having to spend another 7 bucks just to sit right there in line and order off of a food delivery app. The whole situation's just weird to begin with. Just let us order at the kiosk thing. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.